Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Getting a man requires an enormous amount of patience. I have to send. I often say good men are like whales. If they're lying on the beach, they're probably sick. Ha ha ha! A good man is hard to capture, and you can't do anything to capture him. He has to capture you with his own energy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we have a hell of a guest for you today. Yeah. We are very excited about. Requested. But first, if you like what we're doing over here, you want to support the pod, or you want extra episodes, please join our Patreon page. We're patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. We're almost at halfway to our goal of doing an extra episode every week. So you want to help us hit that goal, join the Patreon, and um, tell a friend. Tell a friend about the pod. If you don't want to pay any money, that's how you could pay us. Tell a friend, share it on your Instagram, write a review. Yes, write a damn review. We are so, so close. I hope at this point we've given away the money and we're starting yeah. to do giveaway. There's 300 bucks we're giving away. Yeah. Okay? Three people are getting $100 to Amazon.com. Or you can also request a different company if you're maybe not on board with what Amazon's doing. <laughs> okay? <laughs> maybe you don't like Jeff Bezos and his cheating ass. We'll give you a target. Whatever you want. You get 100 bucks. Get what I mean? Anyway, write us a review. And uh, if you want to come see some comedy... I'm going to be in New York at the Stan Comedy Club, Saturday, March 14th, 7 p.m. Promo code SPARA for tickets. Yeah. So. And uh, some of our past guests are on that show. Yeah. Colin Terrell is on the show. And Hannah Burner. And Hannah Burner. Yeah, yes. bitch. going to be a hell of a time. And we'll definitely get our current guest that we are so excited yes. for on yes. one of those as well. So without further ado, you've seen him on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He's headlining Caroline's on Broadway on March 24th. You may have heard him on the Panic Attacking Podcast. He's the boy next door. Actually, just kidding. He's in the room next door. It's our friend, our pet cat, Stephen Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh, that was lovely. Steven. Wow. That was, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for coming on to the podcast. Of course. We are very excited to have you. Yeah. We have given you shout outs on here. We've I'm had requests sh- for Stephen Rogers. Wow. That's, oh, yeah. Uh, first <laughs> i'm not even requested on my own podcast yeah we got uh we got some upstate new york fans oh that's you know. great yeah. you're also a native yeah. to the great upstate i am syracuse the true syracuse yes go orange the place we say we're from but we're not <laughs> poor liars we don't pe- even have the same area code <laughs> oh, well i mean yeah because people have heard of it <laughs> um so real quick you got to get on board with steve at not steve rogers on yes. twitter instagram tons of funny stuff Get on board. Say you knew him one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, wait. I guess real quick up top. So we mainly, we're very excited to have Steven on because not only is Steven a very hilarious comedian, but he has a very unique situation that we feel a lot of people fall into where what he does for a living is also what his girlfriend does for a living. Correct, Steven? Correct. And up top, <laughs> what would you say? Molly's just wincing. I don't know if that's good. How's that going? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just curious. Uh, I mean, you're a comedian. It's very common in the comedy community, comedians, yeah, comedians. But yeah. we know a lot of people meet through work, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So what would you say is probably the greatest thing about dating another comedian and perhaps the worst thing? Sure. Okay. Well, the the greatest one is probably an easy answer, so I'll try to I'll do the easy answer and then I'll give you a, a, a bonus one. Whatever you want. The easy, oh, a bonus. The easy Ooh. answer is that she's hilarious and I get to go watch her and laugh. Like that's just that's like, sweet. I'm also like she's a killer. It's Caitlin Palufo. Yeah. I'm not gonna uh, hide on that one, but uh, yeah, she's a killer to watch. So it's fun and like uh, the other thing is it's like it's someone that is like understands me we're very you know yeah Mm -hmm. we like there's stuff that i could talk to you about but maybe not necessarily molly because like you've never you've never bombed (laughs) which sorry i'm great (laughs) that's what i'm saying that's we we get to bond over how we're not as great (laughs) you have a a perfect batting average (laughs) well let's say this molly and i both have bombed in the dm game Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, we yeah. bombed in the DMs. Yeah. Shooting our shots uh, out in the world. Maybe not yeah. necessarily on stage, but obviously right. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Arguably hurts more. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, yeah. It's in writing. That's yeah. True. Yeah. Ours Good is point. just you know one one person walks out shaking their head. That's true. <laughs> we the closest we get is comment cards. True. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Those can be tough. Yeah. But uh, I would say that's probably you know like so we can talk about comedy and not get sick of it. But also, you got to make sure that you don't talk about it too much. True. Because you're also mm-hmm. a couple and not just partners at work. Yeah. I mean, I think that's with so many things in a relationship, it, be- it can become the focus. And not that it's a bad thing. But uh, an example I thought of when you said that is like kids. Yeah. A lot of people, kids are the focus. We're doing everything for the kids. And then all of a sudden, the kids are gone. Yeah. And now it's like, wait, what do we have in common again? Yeah. Right. Like, right. what else is our thing that is, yeah. you know, it's kind of temporary. Not the comedy is temporary. No, but. no. I that That's scary. Yeah. So like, <laughs> uh, I'm watching the anxiety. Yeah, I I just pictured our kids leaving the house, and me looking at her. Um, yeah, and then I, the worst part is um, for uh, the beginning it was jealousy, mm. and and that's that's a normal f- thing with comics across the board. Yeah, it doesn't it does not matter. It's people I love. There's a little bit of uh, oh, you know, it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah, because you you know you got in it. It's a selfish endeavor, right? Well, and it's very it's self-made. Yeah, yeah, it's your You're your freelancing. own. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. It's like if we were all graphic designers and one person got the, you know, account and we didn't. Right. It's that same kind of feeling. I think right. a little bit. So like in the beginning, I would say I I was probably jealous because she's a killer. She's running around all the time, but then. It w- that was a quick fix because it's like I don't know I, I'm in love with this person she's great it has nothing to do with me but that's that's a uh, thing I'm uh, not gonna get myself off the hook for so I had to throw that down as, <laughs> as the thing I I did a bad thing and I got I was jealous and didn't so that's the thing I'm gu- guilty about <laughs> you don't have to admit what it is but no, yeah yeah but, but I mean I was gonna say it sounds like you're doing a little bit of therapy talk right now oh Look yeah how much yeah. You've grown. yeah 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 the, the fact that you're even willing to go yeah I was jealous I yeah. think a lot of people struggle with with so many things oh, I do yeah. like yeah. not only comedy just everything in life right. right it's hard to not compare yourself to other people and I always try to remind myself of this quote um comparison is the thief of joy yes, yes. so it's like when you're comparing yeah. to other people this is not never gonna make you happy right I, well, go ahead. No, I, was just, I think that's hard because all three of us here are very very competitive people yeah. so it's <laughs> yeah. just so hard not to look at someone else and like think of all the ways that like you could have done better or you should have done better right which can be pretty toxic right and and i think 
mine was uh, based purely off insecurity of where I am and not where she is. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, she isn't, she shouldn't be there. It's, uh, I don't like where I am yet. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, it was yeah, yeah. when I realized that it was easy to just be 100% pers- uh, supportive to her. Okay. True. Uh, which, thank God, because that, that's how most of our friends break up is is stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. I once had a brief thing with a comedian mm-hmm. a long time ago, and there was something to even just, you know, quote the free bar shows we do. Yeah. Of, like, they said to me, like, how are you booked all the time? And I was like, I, I don't know. I'm just what working my ass off. Ask like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but I could feel a little bit of that yeah. resentment, and I was sitting there like, I'm not trying to rub that in your face. When I tell you I don't have anything Thursday, that's not me shoving it in your face. But you going, what, you're booked every night but Thursday? And I'm like, well, yes. Uh, so it was me more trying to go, I'm not trying to cram you and comedy into the same evening. I'm trying to be like, hey, this is my night off, and I'm taking that night off for you and spending it with you. But then they were kind of more looking at it like, oh, that's the only night you're free. Oh, right. we got shows every other night. That sounds like, like somebody that's looking for it. You, know what, I, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you, gave, you gave him the day, and yeah, he's like, know. Well, I like I like Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, take the week off, yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's unfortunate. Yeah, but I feel like that's uh, you know, it would be. I think it's essentially like if both people just work a very hectic schedule. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just hard to make time for each other, no matter what it is. That's the beauty of Google, Google calendars, baby. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> drop them right Googie. in. Googie. <laughs> um, so as you guys were kind of like a, a newer couple and developing your relationship did you have to like sit down and have a conversation about the jealousy or was it something that like you just dealt with on your own i caitlin is not one to uh hold things back uh <laughs> and that and that's not uh surprising to anyone that's seen her or met her uh she probably told me Okay. She probably gave <laughs> a little slap on the wrist or something, but we mm-hmm. never have fought about it because mm-hmm. it it was something that I knew it was me. So it was, um, but it might have been addressed because okay. it was my first time dating a comedian and not hers. True. Yeah. Okay. So that was my first. This was my. This is my only relationship where I dated someone really from work. I dated someone I worked in the same place with, but we never worked together at the same time. Uh, like this okay. is okay. comedy. Like we're doing it all the time. Yeah, it's your whole life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's literally what you work when you're on stage and when you're off stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I was gonna say too. You also, I remember when you first started dating Caitlin, you were also new to the city. You were in a new environment. Right. Yeah, you it was were like only, only a here year. about a year. Yeah. yeah. So it's something that's like, you know, when you were saying like, I felt a little jealous of where she was at. It's like, well, there's also partly like she literally was in this city longer. Oh, yeah. She, of course, is going to know more people or get seen more by some people. Right. And which, and that's something I had to come, to, you know, when you you'd throw the logic at, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. insecurity. That oh, was yeah. a big thing. But yeah. And, and it, it's uh, it's thankfully uh gotten it has nothing to do with her anymore it's all selfishness when i get insecure about it but yeah that was a big thing i was gonna say do do you find you have anything you like either tell yourself or like do when maybe you feel a little bit of that jealousy or like competitiveness i think we're we're pretty good on that right now because of how different we are as comics uh 
like I'm a clean guy and she's a dirty comic who's also a woman. So it's like we fit different categories. So often we're not grabbing this, going for the same things. Right. And if we are, we both can be on the the show because we're so different from each other. True. So it's not like we fit the same uh, outline or whatever it is. But I guess when I get jealous... um, it, I don't have anything that's maybe... Oh, I heard this quote the other day that I'm trying to incorporate, which is, the grass is greener where you water it. Ooh. Oh, I like oh, that. Oh, okay. And it's really, uh, yeah, shook up my world. <laughs> I re- I'm, trying to get a, I'm trying to get a thing crocheted. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> but, Needle point uh, it. Yeah, put it over our toilet. This is... A, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I think that grass is greener where you water it. Uh, it goes a little bit into we've recently been talking about breakups okay it's kind of that thing of like when you dwell on the good times suddenly it's like oh i should be back there or i should go back with that person and mm-hmm. it's it's the same thing of like what you yeah. give attention to is what's going to grow mm-hmm. yes and look better yes it uh i heard it from a story where it was basically around that mm-hmm. and um it goes th- it goes with both my relationship and my career which in this situation is pretty much the same they're very close to each other um instead of staring at all the shows that someone's getting i should be putting a lot of effort into the ones i'm getting and reaching out for more or working on my jokes or you know writing the next thing instead of going why do they have that i'm better than this person and that kind of stuff so we talk a lot about like masculine and feminine energies. Okay. And I think that really plays a place in like the workplace too. Oh, sure. Um, first, are, are you familiar with masculine versus feminine energy? I have. <laughs> I, was, I you, thought you were going to say, are you familiar with masculine energy? <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to be like, you know, uh, I wish I had some. <laughs> I'm really, I've, it's been my life pursuit. Um, Ver- what, I'm sorry. Well, so, like, the masculine energy yes. is typically what you would think of of like the stereotypical male in the right. relationship, and then feminine energy is the stereotypical female. But it doesn't necessarily have to be like a man is the masculine energy and a female is well, yeah, the that's, feminine. Th- so it's not the case with us. Yeah, uh, we didn't think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, but it does. We slightly talked about this before. I do think it rotates. Certainly times where I have to take charge. And and it's I've noticed I'm comfortable doing... It's like uh, I heard this... It's a Rocky quote. We, we both have gaps and we fill in the gaps. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when there's... Where I'm weaker in as far as maybe assertiveness, she brings it in and vice versa. Okay. I wish I had an example it's okay for if me, you don't. but yeah. uh, we do take turns. Like spiraling about our your current situation, we all do it with our careers. Like I'm mm-hmm. not where I should be. I should be working harder. I don't want it enough, or that kind of stuff. Thankfully, we've never been doing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's when I have to go in and basically grab her by the the collar figuratively and just be like, "No, you're great." This is what you've done. This is what you do every day. This is why you're you're uh, fit to do this. And I have to tell her surprisingly what she doesn't want to hear, which is all of the things that make her a good comic. Because mm-hmm. she she and you know I do it too. 
it's in that moment where you want to be the victim because you you feel like it's easier than I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why we spiral so much. Because <laughs> it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's not a steady paycheck. Right. There's nothing right. in it that's steady. Yeah. Anything that you're making money from, you know, even if you have uh, one way we can make money is like you have an album that plays on Sirius XM, right? Yeah. And say they pick two tracks. Well, one month they might play it a ton and you get a check for $500 and the next month you might get a check for zero. Right. They didn't play it at all the next month. They still cut the check? <laughs> 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 but yeah, well, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I know. I've known people to get a check for like five cents. Oh, man. Which oh, is that's tough. so that. funny. But yeah, when you're in a, you know, within any field, there are ups and downs. For us, it's literally financial a lot of the times, which yeah. is extra stress. Anyone that is maybe, you know, whatever your job is freelance, the beauty of it is you could be like, hey, I could take a month off. Yeah. But yeah. also you could indirectly take a month off. You didn't want to. Right. You mm-hmm. just didn't get one paid gig that month. Now yeah. it's like, yeah. now what? Well, I think career or not, everybody has those moments where they just want to be sad and just yeah. wallow. And like when someone is sitting there being like, no, you're awesome. You're so good at this. Sometimes it's like, fuck off. Just that's let me put true. on my sad music and yeah. be here. I've had that. Cause that's, I'm, yeah. that's true too. And it's tr- it's hard to find the different timing of that like before like if she's about to do a big thing or just even a normal show uh and she does it i don't i don't let her i don't let her get away with that yeah but like there are times where if she's just you know in that moment that you're talking about i have to get better at finding when it's time to swoop in and when it isn't Mm. Have you had moments where you shouldn't have swooped? <laughs> I'm sure I have. I, I am a complete idiot. But uh, it's all, it's never, for me, it's never, I want to be, I'm the I'm the macho guy that fixed this. It's, uh, I don't want her to be sad. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. There are, I've seen people where they just want to be in charge. But for me, it's just, I don't want that great person to be upset. It's yeah. funny you say that because actually picking somebody up when they're down in the way that you refer to is technically feminine energy. I'm not calling you feminine. So the one, the one instance I'm like, no, this is masculine. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's it, fine. it maybe is in the sense that you step up and you take charge. However, right. A lot of times, you know, the feminine one tends to be the woman, and it's this role of, quote, the cheerleader. And it stems right. from back in the day that, you know, the man was the provider and the one bringing in the money. So when yeah. they would have a downtime or feel like they weren't doing enough for their family or themselves and hard on themselves, the female feminine energy role was this okay. cheerleader buildup. But it's something that both people in a relationship usually need mm-hmm. the other person to be their cheerleader a little bit. Yes, yes. And, uh, She's very much that for me. Because um, I, I wanted to ask you specifically, your your podcast talks a lot about having anxiety and dealing mm, with anxiety. Yeah. And so many people deal with anxiety. Molly, a little yeah. bit more than me. I still have it, you know. Right. Uh, but as someone that has a lot of anxiety, how do you feel is a way that people can help you? So if someone else that's anxious, maybe in a relationship, what's like something they could say to their partner like, hey, this would really help me when I'm having those moments. Uh, this is what I would say to her. You're her, or, or even what, like, I mean, specifically a relationship, but also like even friendships, you know. Mm-hmm. I need the uh, tough love. Mm, because okay. if, it, unless it's a situation, if it's a panic attack, 
Obviously not. That's physical, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's go. What do you got to whine about? <laughs> um, if it's... Uh, like, we were having this situation recently with... Uh, she thought I was being a hypochondriac. Okay. Where I was having some stomach issues. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not feeling good. And there's a little bit of... I need you to know that I'm not uh, just playing victim here Ooh, so okay. uh that's a big thing that with anxiety is it, it, it can be a boy that cried wolf kind of thing mm-hmm. but if i'm uh in in the case that we're talking about the thing that i need is i need you to be like stop why stop spiraling i guess i'm doing with those times where I, I see her sad i'm doing what i need sometimes yeah which is Shut up, you idiot! You you open for this dude. You 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 did this. You did that. You're gonna be fine at this bar show. You've been doing it for X amount of years. Or no, you're not a bad person because you for you did this seven years ago or whatever. Because <laughs> that's the problem with with yeah. my type of thinking is I'll go if I get a little bit of momentum, I'll keep going. And 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 Caitlin's the the roadblock. She's the unstoppable force that meets my unmovable object, and <laughs> and she stops the anxiety. Mm. And and if she has to be the bad guy to do it, she know. I, I we both know it's not. It's no bad intentions. It's love. Have you noticed that since you've like gotten this person who can like stop this spiral, as you say, that you've been able to accomplish more, or do you feel? more empowered in your career or like other parts of your life hmm yeah it's like i i i love uh when she says it out loud that's the thing when you get to the point where it's uh, it's considered understood you still want to hear it mm-hmm. like yeah you still and it's maybe it is i when i say that out loud i feel selfish that i want to hear from my partner hey you're great but it's not an it, even if it is an ego thing, it's not, uh, I want to hear it because, uh, I want you to know it's, can you remind me mm-hmm. that I, yeah. that I can do this? Mm-hmm. Well, S- words might be your love language too. True. Yeah. I take that quiz. I, I'm afraid to take it. <laughs> uh, I technically afraid. all are a little bit. Yeah. It just yeah. makes them what's most important. Okay. But it's, I mean, ultimately what you said, even which is dealing with anxiety is like, we always typically give how we like to receive. Yeah. And so it's often that, you know, when you pair off with someone, that's when it works. Mm-hmm. Right. When you, you know how they receive and that's what you give them and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was going to say, I wanted to ask you, Molly, of like what he said with anxiety and his partner and the way they help them. Have you ever felt like when you have your anxiety moments, you've had people, I guess, react correctly and help you? Yeah, but <laughs> I'm the fun kind of anxiety where I keep it bottled up until I'm having an anxiety attack. Oh, and shit. I like can't breathe. Uh, that is fun. Yeah, it's a real good time. Um, so can't wait to get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's happening here before no one was home. I was like, thank God. Oh, it's embarrassing. Um, it's not embarrassing. This point of this podcast is not having shame on these. things. Yeah, yeah. I just I feel weird when it happens. Yeah, dude. So I, I mean, like I feel alone. pathetic. You know, crying. Yeah. I cried on this podcast a couple times. I have emotional walls. <laughs> We're still working on them. Uh, but I would say. At this point in my life, my brother has always been my person, and mm. he's always been able to talk me down. Uh, one time, he actually like gave me a paper bag and was just like, 
breathe in it mm. and uh, he just like he kind of just kept being like it's okay it's okay as i was just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, for the longest time in this fucking bag yeah um i was gonna so, say you two share a wall you could just give it a little knock on the yeah, door i got a closet full of stress balls <laughs> just <laughs> go, go in there and grab them uh, <laughs> uh so i guess like yeah in some ways but in a lot of ways i don't really verbalize it yet that it's happening one thing that Caitlin does or or has done recently is I was having more panic attacks recently and we were at a pizza place after a show and you know you feel them coming you know what they are after you've had a couple of them and I was like hey uh we're having a nice chat we're having a lovely dinner you know it's it's never when things are are going already bad it's got to mm-hmm. be when it's convenient it's a nice time time <laughs> you know like she's looking at me like oh i love this guy and then i go hey i'm gonna interrupt that and uh <laughs> i'm gonna test your uh, yeah, love real yeah. quick yeah, are you sure because guess what <laughs> um i'm not yeah, i don't love me and uh so i i i go hey uh and a it's co- i'm having a panic attack in a couple of seconds it's coming right now i can feel it and she goes it was like a flip of a switch. It was, she was like, oh, okay. And then just started, she started talking and telling me our entire night what we were going to do after we left. She kept talking, so I would listen to her in mm. the most nice voice. Like, she didn't show any sort of urgency or mm. any sort of uh, being tired of my anxiety, mm-hmm. which I, I wouldn't blame her. And she kept talking until it was gone. I was just listening to her, and then it was over. There is something about, like, voices that are calming when it's happening that it just, it takes your mind somewhere else. Yeah. Um, Because I've even had, like, when I've been here alone, it's happened, I call my brother, and he's just like, okay. Like, he just, he kind of gives me that delivery, and, you know, within a couple of minutes, it's fine. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, I had to get, I couldn't let it be... uh, the thing that ran my life, mm-hmm. especially when you have uh, another, you want another person in it. Mm-hmm. It affected mm-hmm. the past relationship, and I was like, I can't let it do it anymore, and uh, that kind of thing. It's still going to try to, but you got to know yourself. Well, that's like a huge premise of this podcast. We were kind of like these, you know, pieces of baggage that we say that we have. We air yeah. quotes when we say is it, like, it sometimes in a lot of ways can feel like it dominates every part of your life and right. especially your relationships because it's like if you're not accepting it and being able to talk about it with someone else or be open about it it's like how can you share your life with somebody else and do you know have a relationship and do all these things that we want to do moving forward so it's right like you got to conquer it and sometimes the best way to conquer something is to laugh at it yes yes and uh sometimes kate makes fun of mine Mm-hmm. So that I know that it's something I can make fun of. Okay. Mm, okay. And I'm just realizing that now. And, <laughs> and Call her. So tell her. I owe her a thank you later. Uh, she, yeah, she will make fun of my uh, certain things that took me long time to get over. And I don't mean it in a way where she's being insensitive. It's right, in right, a way right. where it's like, no, I know that wound healed of yours. Stop picking at it. Mm-hmm. Let's make let's put a silly band-aid on it yeah. kind of thing. I couldn't think of a, another thing for the <laughs> analogy. I think what's hard when relationship ends, or relationships end, 
there's some part of that person being your rock on some level. Like I yeah. don't have the high anxiety like you do. Right. But that was my go to like call and talk to when you feel lonely. Right. Oh, yeah. well, so, I had that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like it just just the communication standpoint is like the part that's like I think the hardest for me dealing with the breakup I'm going through right now. Yeah. Because there's been times where I'm like, I want to call that person. That's yeah. the voice I want to hear. And it's like it's not your voice anymore to have. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. maybe could be in the future, but it's like it's it's weird because when there's an emotional connection, it's very tough. Mm-hmm. And I think the same for like for a lot of people, maybe that voice you know was uh, their parent mm-hmm. or a sibling. And if you lose that person mm-hmm. in your life, that's just that's just tough. It's like <laughs> right. a rocky. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I guess we don't have an answer of how do you cope and get a new thing in there to be your rock. Um, <laughs> But that's all. I mean, uh, it's just from a personal standpoint. That's what I could think of. Yeah. Yeah. My mine are my parents, especially after the the last relationship ended. My parents were the rock. Right. Uh, oh, boy. When they're gone, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Yeah. Like that, not to get dark, but like no, that's kind of where we yeah. were like those. Those are the voices. Caitlin is, too. But like it, it's when it's. When it's about one, you call the other. So yeah, I yeah, get, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Yeah. When I'm upset with my parents, I talk to my siblings. Of course. When yeah. I'm upset with my siblings, I typically talk to my parents. Yeah, that's that's a hard thing, but it's a thing that everybody will go through. And it's uh, there's, so, there's some baggage that you have to bring it, no matter what. Mm, true. So. <laughs> Very true. Can't avoid yeah. it. <laughs> I didn't put quotes on those, but yeah. <laughs> one thing that's interesting, though, about the energies <laughs> is that you actually started your relationship as a masculine energy and then pretty soon flipped because uh, you were the one yeah. who asked Caitlin out, right? Yeah. Which, according to the rules... is true. Well, you're not supposed to do that. Cause no, he asked Caitlin out. Yeah, but then he became the feminine energy and you're supposed to control... Uh, well, you're supposed to stay in line hmm. with your energies. Oh, well... well not to stress you out. Well, <laughs> I, I remember... So I'm similar <laughs> to Caitlin... I'm good buddies with Kaylin. Yeah. We're both similar. We naturally have a lot of masculine energy. Right. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to dating, we want the man to take the lead. And we often feel that there's like an intimidation factor of one, doing stand up comedy is more of a masculine thing, mm-hmm. or even just how we dress is typically not crazy feminine. There's many. Yeah. There's many things that's very similar of Caitlin and myself. Uh, we're both college, you know, college athletes, mm-hmm. all that. A lot of it, you know, meshes. But I remember when you were going on your first date, I was talking to you. And mm. do you remember what I told you? Yes. I basically was like, you're going to be the man, be the man. Yeah, like, yeah. You're going to make a move, make a move. Right. Was kind of the big thing. It was very helpful. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> That's not why I'm... <laughs> no, no. I'm just... I'm not trying to make you feel you. bad. <laughs> thank you. I just... I looked at it as... I know sometimes men are intimidated to make a first move on me in that way of feeling maybe masculine well, energy. But I was basically sitting there being like, Caitlin will want you. You are very helpful. <laughs> no, no. We can edit this if I, you want. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm fine with it because I'm going, I'm going through it in my mind. I'm remembering and reminiscing. Uh, if I, if I didn't, if we didn't talk, I bet you it would have, we went, we might've still went on a date, but it wouldn't have gone as well if I didn't talk to anybody before. For, especially you because yeah. like uh nice. i was feminine energy i cheered him on yeah yeah because <laughs> uh yeah th- that is very much what she is like you know it's always hey what what are we get, what are we gonna eat tonight you know that i mean that's a small thing but it's always f- coming from her what are, what are we eating 
We'll ask you to make the decision. I'm the decision guy, which I'm not a decision guy, really. I'm very indecisive, but so is she. So it's like, well, I don't want to make her mad. This is an unnecessary battle to get into. So it's those moments. I do have to get better at uh, Well, I think that's also her stepping into the feminine energy role. Right. She's like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I want you to lead this one. Yes. So like, that is being masculine when you step up to the plate and lead. Yeah. yeah. There's only one day of the year where she'll fully request uh, 100% masculine, Steve, and that's her birthday. I have to take charge of the whole day and make every decision, and it's all all me. Wow. Yeah. What'd you do last year? I forgot it. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I planned her whole day. I planned breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything in between. That's sweet. Yeah. Which is beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. It was great. Um, but I was going to say, real quick before we get yeah. to the yeah, chapter, yeah. you are the example we always bring up on the podcast of. Uh-oh. You Things not to naturally do. seem to be a little bit more feminine energy, right? Yeah. Also anxiety. Yeah. But there was something of, you're the example I tell myself when you're like kind of talking to someone and it's in this gray area and all I go is, you know what? Steve will make a move. Steve will ask a girl out. Yeah. He might just take a little longer. Yes. Than say a super alpha masculine That's energy. That's very important to to put some bold text on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that needs Underline. to be underlined in in slant. What is that? Italics. Everything. <laughs> and some of it, they my approaches used to be more cowardly via uh i guess what is it? a message messenger or text or whatever but I, you're still I doing a, it? but i had caitlin would made a, my last relationship and my cur- current were probably the first two in my life where it was in person good for you look at you steve wow. yeah look at and you growing that took a long time yeah but yeah. my point is you'll eventually do it Yes, yes. So a lot of the rule things we look over and the advice we get from all these books that we're reading yeah. is, hey, if the man wants to see you, he'll make an effort. Oh, yeah, there was, there's no stopping. If I, if I like the person, there's no stopping. Right. <laughs> but we might just have to be a little more patient. But also, do you feel like you kind of need some type of green light from the woman? Or is it just strictly based on your vibe, being around them? Like, you knew she was going to say yes, right? Or did you? Um, dun, 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 dun. I didn't know until the day of, like, the the day I asked her that it that it was even possible. So, so was it no, like the second you got the green light, you were like, do you want to go out sometime? I, I, I don't know. I, I <laughs> think I took like. a, I think I took a, it was also the first one I went, ever went from friends to not, uh, to dating. So that was a, that's an interesting situation where you, you don't know, um. Like we were, we were friends, and then it's all of a sudden now we both are interested in each other. That took some time to figure out when is my window. Mm, okay. So that that this, that's a hard one to answer. But um, I also forgot the question. No, I just all I was saying was you you were the example I tell myself, and we've referenced on oh, this podcast. Yeah. Of the, if they want to see you, they will make some sort of effort. It yeah. might not come as quickly as you want it to, but it will be there eventually. Yeah, I think if I didn't have, we were right, we would write together, and then one time we were writing together, and I was like, "This is almost a date." When I felt that, I'm like, "This is we're basically on a date. We're hardly doing any work. We're not doing anything. Like we weren't like making any moves or anything, or even having drinks." But I was like, "I bet you we would have a great date," and that was kind of probably when I realized. 
it. I'm going to say my Stephen example's bad. Oh, God. <laughs> What's your Stephen example? <laughs> I think Is it because the walls are thin? All right, it's done. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> I met this guy oh. who I was, like, really into. And yeah. he, in, like, talking, he said that, you know, his last relationship he like took a really long time to break up with the person and just waited actually until they did it. Cause he was like, I just couldn't do it in my head. I was like, feminine energy. That's a Steven. Get it. Yeah. And then it didn't work. So I used to be that way, which is cowardly. Okay. If you like, if you're going to be masculine on the way in, you got to be it on the way out. Yeah. You know, you can't be worse until the person's like, all right, well I'm going to end it then. Yeah. That's, uh, I feel like that's like a high school, move that's like most of my exes (laughs) yeah like my last relationship i should have ended it earlier than i did and i didn't that that's cowardly so like Mm. there's a little bit of that you got to be careful of when it comes to uh the steven brand uh (laughs) so but i think you know if there's a feminine guy that likes a girl he's going to really pursue if he's really into it damn it okay well, it is, he didn't sound worth it. Noted. Well, you know, I mean, there are many, you know, what we found is there's an art to, quote, open the door and give a slight green light Yeah. to basically yeah. be like, hey, I'm not going to reject you. But mm. it's still putting it in their court a little bit. What's your what's your door moves? So here's the thing of this podcast. Uh, we have been uh, too aggressive in the past. <laughs> too aggressive. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we've, uh, that's the whole, we're, sort of, we're trying to figure out. Uh, I feel like, like I, I'd love the aggressiveness. See, Steven, stop putting these ideas in our head because they haven't been working. Steve's my yes man. Whenever (laughs) anyone says no to me, I just text Steven like, should I send this message? He's like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that would work. Yeah. Steve's just too impressed by our boldness (laughs) that he eggs us on. But I I love that when Caitlin's bold, it's very attractive to me. You're sending me mixed signals. Yeah, you're dating now. It's a little different. No, but it was to me, it was that way to me in the past. Mm, okay. But, uh, yeah. <sighs> we got to find a Steve, Well, what's, I guess. The, what's yeah. the door move? What's your One is green a, lights? respond to the Instagram story yeah, with basically I, some type of comment. But the thing with that. What? what? Like That's a it, green light? Put it this way. Yeah. If you want to talk to her, you're going to continue the conversation. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I or thought, okay. if, like, you're somewhere and I am going to be in the area or I'm going to pretend I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you're not putting that in the message are you no, no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll act like i'm gonna be there i'll be like oh shoot like got busy but then it's like we kind of have plans but i feel like that just ends up like we just end up sleeping together it's uh, like i had a bigger goal but you had a goal are. for the long term yeah and then you just you went and get it the grand in there slam. quick yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm you just trying to smile more. <laughs> 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 I hate to say it, but I'm like, uh, just uh, smile. Or I can do that smile thing. People people like that, maybe. Show your teeth. Yeah, That's <laughs> funny. I got nice teeth. I can show them. Uh, <laughs> I feel like if I had a story of, and this is a feminine guy we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I, I'd say either. If but. I put a story <laughs> of what, yeah, yeah, that's true. Any guy. But Any I, guy. I can only speak for what I, I mean, I thought my masculine thing, it turned out a, it was also a feminine trait. So, 
It's because you're secure in your masculinity that you could flip to the feminine side, that's, Steve. That's yeah. true. Let's I just, throw that I in just, there. I just, I just decide to stay Real flipped. men can be cheerleaders. <laughs> that's right. In a relationship. Yeah. We need that. That's. I, uh, I got good news recently, and I miss that person because all I want is the little bit of cheerleader from them. Right. To go, like, I'm proud of you. That's fair. But you have cheerleaders in your life. I know, Steve, but none of them are having sex with me. That's <laughs> I said true. I was proud of you, but I'm not going to have sex with you. <laughs> yeah, Molly, put it out. Come yeah. on. All right. I mean, you can <laughs> pause gonna, the recorder. I mean, that's I mean, a blunt way to put it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, you know I mean, what I mean. This room it's has that, way uh, more space to do that stuff. Yeah, so. you know. yeah it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All Don't right. get it twisted. Uh, uh, I do. In my room, it's hard to... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. What were you saying? I was doing the twisted pun. All right. Um... I forgot what I was saying. That's all right. I don't know. It's like uh, if I had a store, uh, Instagram story, and somebody just showed up from where I was from the story, that would be weird. I think. No, no, no. Not just like show up. Oh like, yeah, no, 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 no. no. We're not you, crazy. You tee it up. So say I tee it up. Say you promo a show. I promo a show because maybe I'm pursuing a comedian, ah. and <laughs> then I reply of like, "Oh my god, I was gonna drop in. Might see you there." Right. And then it's not weird because it's like, oh, I was already going to go. But then if I don't go, then it's like, oh, what happened? It's like, oh, I got busy. And then you like make plans later. What about what are you doing after? Yeah, that works too. That also works. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've had to like shoot a very direct shot when you try to do the vague and then yeah. the other person you get that like they're too nice vibe. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then yeah. it's like, okay, I'm going to fully basically burn this to the ground. In a way that's like, no, I want a yes or no from you. Oh, yeah. Kick my I teeth feel like that's b- <laughs> I feel like indirectly <laughs> I'm oh. getting a no, but part of me just goes, you know what? <laughs> You're into weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> part of me, I feel like, will be like, you know what? No, I'm going to like make that more direct plan. Right. Yeah. Like, let's get a drink. Mm-hmm. When are you free? And I, then it's putting them in a spot that basically I, is like, I yes prefer or that. No. I prefer that because it's never... Uh, never feels good and never looks good for a guy to assume in any of this. Oh. Mm. Interesting. So have you always felt that way or you almost feel like post Me Too movement? No. Oh, my. on edge. No, I don't mean like sexually, but it's but part of that movement is basically that the don't assume. The movement is is uh, definitely bringing it more to light, but I've always felt that way, but that's probably an anxiety. Mm-hmm. I I don't want the person to not like me. I don't want to look stupid and that kind of thing, and I don't want to do the wrong thing and, and all that. And be rejected, basically. And be rejected. Yeah. That's true. I'm not afraid of rejection anymore uh, because of comedy kind of helps with that you get rejected <laughs> yeah you get rejected so much <laughs> that it, it really it really takes this when, when you're getting burned so much it's hard to notice that uh someone turned up the temperature it, so <laughs> uh hot quote oh yeah hey look at that oh all right, all right. okay New well i think we got to get a little little resource into this book okay yeah. so um, oh first of all we're doing getting to i do yes is the book we're referencing oh. in chapter 12 i believe yeah. Okay. Oh, so. this is the book that somebody recommended to Caitlin. Oh, oh really? shit. Yeah. See, because she's got that masculine energy, baby. That's yeah. why someone recommended it to me. They were yeah. like, you're masculine in your everyday life, but you're not in relationships. And this book will kind of help you be more, you know, feminine. All right. Well. Which, by the way, feminine doesn't literally mean like putting on a dress. It's l- it's all about energy. Right. It's all right. about the energy of the thing. My dress is on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's very pretty. Thank you. It could also be on the outside, Steve. We would not judge. <laughs> yeah. That's whatever she wants that night. <laughs> 
Um, so this is actually a continuation of what we just did on the Patreon this week or okay. last week called finding your toe or finding the prince in every toe? toad. <laughs> yeah. Finding the prince in every toad. Um, and one of the things that it talks about though is equality mm. and it says during this phase, he will also be, he will also be the experience giver, the gift giver in the relationship. You may reward him later, but always at a lesser level and mostly in abstract ways. Whew. That sounds awful. Right? That seems like a manipulative move. Yeah. Yeah, that, I don't like that at all. Like, literally never buy him a gift that's as nice as the gift as he got you? Yeah, it like actually says that, yeah. Oof. I mean, I guess there's something, too, like, this goes to the old school, like, when people get engaged, it's like, you're getting a ring that is worth, you know, a good sum of money. Uh, no matter what that money is, there's typically not something that the woman then buys the man. But that is a new trend now that a woman would say, get the man something in return. Yeah. But it says, don't be equals, that he should basically like, that's how men love is that he should be giving you things. And like, you should never feel that he owes you or even worse, equal. They said that that is basically the worst place (laughs) that you can be and that you should always feel that you owe him. You should always feel you owe him? Yeah, that one because it means woo. he's getting more. I can more. tell you this: Kaylin would put the book down when she got to that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, I was like, "Damn, dude." Yeah, yeah. She she's from Cali, baby. Reac- she's not putting yeah. up with that. Same reaction no. that Erica just had. She. Well, I feel like it's uncomfortable. Well, I almost heard that as like this is the stereotypical: um, a man buys you something nice, you should sleep with him. Is almost how I read it. Well, it's saying don't sleep with him. Yeah, I'm says, s- but that's should. weird that it's like you should feel like you owe him something, and then it's like, oh, but not sex, right? Hmm. And this is a committed relationship. Uh, this is in the first three months still. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, then I kind of co-sign that. Oh, I thought we were talking about the wedding. No, no I just use no, that no. as an example of no. like a ring. Oh, okay. This is like during courtship. During courtship, if a man gets you something. Okay, so during courtship, he gets a better gift for her. And she, if she got him something, it's not as good as what he gave her. And, and she's not putting out. And she's not putting out. Hmm. I, I guess it's okay because it's like the pursuit. Well, I was going to ask you this. Okay, I know the timeline of your relationship. You started dating like the fall. Yeah. So Christmas came kind of sooner rather than later when you first started dating Caitlin, right? Yeah. Did you at all discuss budget for gifts? Uh, We... Don't do Christmas, probably because of the first one. Uh, so we never did get Christmas gifts, but we did dinner. Okay. And with dinner, there's never been a budget, but there is a time where she t- says a place she would like to, she's like, hey, why don't we go here for dinner? And then she gives me a face where I'm like, oh, this is going to be a expensive <laughs> uh, but is that uh like if christmas is this is our thing is it split money wise maybe i know a, a lot of times i because i'm feeling it and want to do it i'm like i got this okay and well, i nice. but it's never been pre uh it's never been premeditated it's like in the we had a great time and I don't want to. I don't want her to have to take her card out and worry about anything. We, we had so much fun. Just let's let, let me just put this down and let's go to the next thing. Okay. But um, that might come back to bite me 
when I get a bank <laughs> statement. But uh, yeah. Well, I was going to ask, is there also times maybe that she goes, I want to take you to this place? My birthday last year was my first birthday with her. She went all out and went very, took took me out. All of it's a surprise. The gifts, there was no budget. And there's never been a budget on a birthday. Birthday's where we go, like, Christmas. You have a fun day, yeah. Yeah. Uh um, that's sweet either way. Yeah. I just was curious, because basically what this is saying is basically the typical, quote, the man is the one paying and providing, or the masculine energy. They, so it doesn't have to be the man, but whoever the masculine energy is is the one basically, like, picking up all the tabs till right. a farther phase in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I killed it on her birthday this year, and I, we've been joking that she has to equal it this year. Oh, okay. Uh, for me. But okay. I, I don't think that... But th- I honestly don't care. So I don't know if that answers anything. But you don't see it as a turnoff. If, if she, she got me something that was less expensive on my birthday, I wouldn't care. Okay. What no. about more expensive? I'd probably be surprised in a good way, not like that she wouldn't do it. Okay. I feel flattered. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it would bother me. Because this says... Do not neutralize his generous, protective, cherishing cherishing gifts by giving equally or by cherishing his feelings ahead of your own. A masculine man can't fall in love when he receives, only when he gives. It is good for you to feel indebted to your man because this often generates a feeling of appreciation and respect, which allows you to be more available and more receptive to him sexually. I, can't, I actually kind of agree with this, not in the terms that I put it, the man and the woman. Yeah. But I think there is truth to you giving someone something, whether it's a physical gift or even if it is physical affection or whatever, is you kind of showing your love and or falling in love like it just referenced. I do think that that's a little bit true. Yeah, I think that gifts, giving gifts is a sign of love, but I don't like that a woman can't or a feminine energy can't give it back equally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part I don't agree with. Yeah. I'm saying I agree with when it said, if you are giving someone something, whether it literally is like, even if you just wrote them like a nice note, right? That wasn't you spending money. It's oh, you giving something to them in a way is you kind of falling in love with them. Mm. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. But that this part is just I saying that he can't fall back in love with you if you're giving things to him. Mm. Okay, yeah, that part I don't know. Yeah. I've written her... Many notes, uh, and I've only gotten one. Mm. Is that similar? Oh, that struck a chord. Uh, that was uh, the person I was just dating. I like gave them a couple cards, and I never got a card. See that? That's so something I, that I weirdly like. I remember, think the yeah. note is the note masculine. I think. Uh it t- by this standard, it technically is if I'm giving something. Yeah. But so. then the other part of me is like. Yeah, because I liked that person. I was sh- that was me showing them love mm-hmm. in yeah. the way that I was showing love. Yeah, and it's not that they never showed me love, but it that's something like it's funny that you remember. Like I've gotten one note. I've written written you a bunch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but uh, whereas if it was with your case, I would match your anger. I gave you all these. You gave me nothing. Uh, but uh, when I got one, I'm like, I'm happy. I got right. one. Mm-hmm. Something. Hmm. I still like. I wouldn't it's say great. I'm angry, but it's like. 
No, no, no. It's when you look at back on it, you're like, yeah. hey, that actually was kind of... Right. It almost feels a little unfair. But in the moment, I just had so much love for this person. Right. And I was that was how I was giving it at the time. Yeah. Basically. I was dating a guy, and he asked me to write him a note. I wrote the note, and he said he was going to write one back. And then I, when I wrote him the note, gave it to him, he got really weird about it. And then didn't write me one back. Isn't that weird? And then we broke up. Oh, Close, how close to the note did you guys break up? Pretty soon after. Uh, pretty, pretty soon. Uh, I think that's probably... He must already knew. Well, probably. Or he read the note and it made him be like, you're much deeper in this than me. Uh, and then that weirdly makes you be like, uh, now I'm embarrassed that she read mine. You're too good of a writer. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> mean... Good. This uh, literally wasn't a great reader, though. So <laughs> he's like, like, you know what? I can't understand any of these words. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ta-ha, ta-ha. <laughs> I was gonna do that too. Uh, he doesn't uh, know what vulnerable means. He's <laughs> like, she's gonna kill me. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh shit! I might have done that. For, uh, they used big words for me, but um, I was just gonna say that literal example just gave me anxiety of when people are like, we're writing our own vows. Oh yeah. God, How no. is there not? Maybe it's like the competitiveness in us, but there's partly this thing of like, I want mine to be great. And I don't want people to hear yours and then be like, oh, she, she really half-assed that yeah. over there. Oh, or, yeah, or she clearly yeah, doesn't yeah. love him as much as he loves her. Like, it's like, if we're writing our own vows, someone's going to look like they're the one that loves more, right? Yeah. Or, or wrote better vows. Yeah. That it's like, kind of like, you know, we'll just do traditional ones. We're both saying the same thing. <laughs> we could write letters to each other in private or whatever it is. But that would like, uh, that would crush me of like, if I... I feel like well, this has been scenes in movies all the time. Oh, right, the woman right, is right. like, I've worked three weeks on this. Mm-hmm. I finally got it down. It's it's longer. It's like and the then the man of. is the morning of. He's like, ah, yeah, she's very pretty, <laughs> or like whatever. Like they I, have like one bullet point. I have the first say. line ready of of vows. Um, if the person, no, 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 like nothing's. We're not. No, listen. You're both looking at me like I'm, I'm at announcing an engagement. I'm like, no, this no. is about to be like the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That's why I'm holding my breath. Oh, no, no. Uh, it's, I'm if, not she does no. Gra- <laughs> if she does great, like, I want to go second when the, the vows happen because of this issue. You have a rebuttal ready? A joke. I, have a bu- <laughs> I, I have a rebuttal ready. Okay, let's hear it. It was just going to be my first line was I was going to take the paper out and I was going to look at it and go, damn, I should have went first. <laughs> And then, and then I would put if she kills, and then I would say if she doesn't do. Well, I was gonna read out if she doesn't do as well. Say thanks a lot. Like I was gonna do a bit off of having to go second. because of a, a how tip. what? Don't do a bit in your vows. Oh no, bit. <laughs> no. Not even if you're marrying a comic. There's a, oh listen listen. In wedding speeches in general, vows, whether it's speeches, yeah. there's an art to you can be funny, but there's only certain things you could be funny about in really? a certain way. Yeah. Like, I think we referenced this recently of like... Who did a bit? Because you look so... You, you no, seen I a just bit. feel like that's like the moment. And it. Mm. I don't think it should to be To be joke. sweet and romantic. Yeah. I think the reception is the time for jokes, okay. in my opinion. Hmm. Hmm. True. Okay. He'll have two versions. He'll yeah. have a I'll version have that versions. has jokes and a version that has and no jokes. And he'll say it in bold letters on the back. Yeah. And then I, when I pull, pull out the joke version and I look at her face, I'll be like, oh, okay. And then I'll pull out the real one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll do. I think you'll just go based off her vibe. If she went 100% yeah. sincerity, I feel like you would you would back down on all oh, the jokes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like if she's crying up there. Yeah. 
This literally feels like a roast battle as a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you going to, yeah. what, what are you coming yeah. at me for? Well, that's why I want to, I want to go second. I want to uh, defer. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> uh, it's easier to win as the second. Yeah. It's easier to win. <laughs> so real quick, we're going to go over the part of this that's the beware of equality in the book. Mm-hmm. So it says up top, equality ruins the romance between a man who craves respect and a woman who wishes to have her feelings cherished. When a man cherishes you, he will likely he he will like giving more to you. He will feel secure that you quote need him and will not leave quickly. So I guess in your standpoint, mm-hmm. if Caitlin is naturally more of a feminine energy, kind of like how we feel we are, did you almost feel like in your relationship it took a while for you to ever feel like she needed you? Oh yeah. Mm. And did that almost make you? I guess insecure that the relationship was going to work out. Yes. Ooh. See, because uh, we hate, I'm going to be alone forever. I hate that. Yeah, we we kind of hate. We're in the generation of this like you don't want to be this path, quote pathetic is how we look at it. Yeah. Person that needs a man. I want to so, want someone. Yeah. I don't right. want to need them. I, I, I like. Um, I'm choosing you. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's but that's good. Yeah. I don't think we've I, heard. It's yet to work. <laughs> it's uh, no, no. I think uh, I don't think need. I noticed this, and I don't. I wish I understood it more. Uh, uh, as far as the the female perspective of the word need in this situation, because okay. I know need is a big thing with her. She will have. She'll say to me, "I don't need you." Damn. Damn. Like, but, okay. <laughs> yeah. Boss bitch button. <laughs> well, that's good. It's my... Sorry. I just, no, no, no. no I've, I've honestly never had the balls to straight up say that to somebody. I've felt it and yeah. thought it, but I, I also, felt that was throwing it in someone's face. She also does it in her joke voice, but I know that she means it. Okay. <laughs> but she, there's times that she does. So it's like, I think we all need each other, but I don't think her life depends on me is that's where i'm i don't know what need is i guess i'm asking what do you guys think need is i mean i don't think you have to literally say it out loud that you need the person i think there's ways of showing that you're needy right and it's okay to be needy but like molly and i and it sounds like caitlin take longer to be needy in a relationship Mm -hmm. of any kind but it's it's just interesting to hear you basically say you were kind of insecure about that till that kind of like wall comes down or they open up in some way. Yeah. Like there's a weird, there's a very weird thing. It's weird to me, but it's like crying in front of your partner is a, that's not easy for me to do or hit that point of vulnerability with somebody. Oh yeah. I've done it once. Yeah. Well, yeah. The ex Benedict was the only one I ever was like, I cried in front of even I cried about something once that it wasn't, it had nothing to do with me. It was like the kid I babysit's dad passed away mm. and I was telling him and I got choked up and I started crying, but he didn't even realize I was crying for a minute. And then later he was like, you know, I really like that you open, like I really liked that you opened up to me the other day. And I was mm-hmm. sitting there being like, what is it about the crying <laughs> that weirdly oh, makes yeah. like, it, like well, I kind of hate that I cried and now you feel like a man and you didn't feel like a man before I cried in a way. You oh, know? okay. Like I feel like you have better experiences than I do with these things. I it cried. It just <laughs> happened, Molly. This I'm 28. <laughs> I just had crying in front of a man really for the first time. Mine was like a year ago. I know the guy <laughs> for like going on five years. Yeah. I cried because 
we hooked up and then he told me he had a girlfriend and then I was like oh maybe things will be better and then he didn't like me more he invited me to his wedding with said girlfriend oh, wow but also so I don't co-sign the crying well but you didn't fully cry you bounced you started to cry and you left yeah that's true so that's true. it also was they saw you be like I'm not doing this in front of you I'm not gonna be this person in front of you and right. you were you were kind of tough in that moment yeah, it was. which I mean, I, I would have done the same exact shit. I'm not, yeah. you know, making fun of you for that. But yeah. it's like, that's almost like with Eggs Benedict. There were moments I could have like kind of hidden in the bat, like kind of been like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom if I like felt choked up about something or whatever, like cried and pulled myself together and then went back out to like see him in a way. Oh, I just straight up leave. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You left. Every the, time. Like, I, you don't think that crossed my mind a couple times that I cried in front of him that I just was like, I want to crawl in a hole and not do this. Yeah. So it's like, that was like the first person I ever cracked that wall with. Okay. Type of thing. And basically, with this, I mean, that's just my example, I think, of when we're kind of referring to this neediness, right? Yeah. Or even, uh, you know, I guess maybe even something of like, uh, if someone texted you, you know, I miss you. Yeah. You're away somewhere and you're like, hey, I, I miss I you. Like I wish one. you were here. Like, that I'm I'm more comfortable doing that than ever like crying in front of somebody. Yeah. So I think maybe it's more you have to kind of find your way to be needy that you're okay with. Yeah. yeah I feel yeah. super naggy when I say I miss you. I. It's well, hard to not feel naggy about anything. We yeah. don't. I don't think we want to crank it to eleven. You know. I think we want a normal amount. I don't want. We don't want needy. I think we just want to be. Uh, I know I want to be missed. Okay. Like, not, I don't want to be missed. I want to know that it's not just me that's missing the other person. Okay. So I guess it's just not, I get just uh, meeting, uh, meeting me halfway kind of thing. Well, I almost feel like it's, um, you can need someone and not be needy. Does yeah. that make sense? I yeah. feel like that's what I just took from what you said. It's hard to hit that. Yeah. Yeah. How, well, where's that takes the line? The, that takes the time, and you can only find the line together. True. Okay. Because I guess I don't know. There's also times I guess I didn't feel like needed or missed in that yeah. way per se. And then it's also like you kind of can't tell the other person how to be needy. You can't. But you can tell them, um, hey, I, I uh, and and when they notice the insecurity on your head, your part of the relationship because mm-hmm. you don't feel as secure when you don't know if th- they like you know if it's reciprocated right so mm-hmm. I, I i think i came out once and said hey look i need to sometimes i need to hear it even if you don't want to oh. even if you don't want to tell me it I'd, I'd like to know that kind of stuff i'm i like to hear that stuff i guess i am a vo- uh, language whatever the thing you said Oh yeah, yeah words, words of affirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to hear it. You want someone yeah. to say, "I appreciate you. I miss yeah. you." But that's so emotionally mature to be able to have that conversation. I yeah, feel like so yeah. many people just get to these like sticking points and can't say that those are the things that they need. Right. Or also, I believe this is talking about the quote, "the imperfect phase." So all this is kind of happening after you're with someone a couple months. Yeah. So it's like when walls are really starting to come down, you're truly being who you are, and basically it's almost like. I've decided I'm in, I like this person, mm-hmm. I want to be with them, that you're like willing to hit these uh, marks. Mm. Because uh, the other part it says right here is, you must nourish a man's self-esteem. Women who cannot allow themselves to feel, quote, little next to their man are often afraid to be vulnerable and intimate. They believe they must feel equal or equal to or worse, better than their man. <laughs> 
there's some truth to that of no one should feel better than the other person in the relationship yeah i agree with that like if you truly believe yeah. that that's not healthy for especially them yeah right. any relationship. Can you imagine being someone that's kind of like yeah i'm better than you yeah. yeah like in any sense of the word yeah i'm smarter than you or i'm more successful than you or i'm better looking than you right like, right and if you ever felt that from the other end i would be like th- i feel like complete garbage yeah right it's basically like you're making me feel little to feel big and yes. this is more saying it's okay for you to be vulnerable and be little sometimes I think yeah. it's essentially what it's saying. I think it's telling you to be little all the time. But like I, yeah, I a little bit. I hate the wording Because it says, it. yeah, don't even be equal. Mm. Yeah, which I don't agree with. I think there is something to equality. But I do think and can agree with that like in the moments when like I don't want to be less than a man or feel yeah. smaller than a man. It is a lot of like what it say, like fear of being vulnerable and in- intimacy. Yeah, vulnerable and intimate. Yeah, and I mean, personally, I think with the people who I've been with, like, I really haven't been vulnerable or intimate with them in hard situations. I leave or, you know, I I find someone else to figure out how to solve the problems. Mm. True, because I think there's also, there is something to, if you're too vulnerable or even, you know, our crying example or something, like, there's an art to if you did that too quickly. I think specifically crying is even more so actually with men. Like if a man like cries? If, like uh, a lot of women will say as much as they're like, I think it's totally okay men to be emotional and I like that or, you know, that makes me feel close to them as much as, you know, they say that. There's something to like, say you're on a second date with a dude and he cries in front of you. Are you a little bit uncomfortable? I'm 100% uncomfortable. Yeah, Anybody cries n- in front of me. We're not used to it. It's still <laughs> the norm of society of being the tough man. A woman cries in front of me. I can't. I'm not good at it. Yeah, that too. I've had people, you're like, yeah. I just met you. Why are you crying to me about yeah. this? <laughs> We're, we haven't hit three months of friendship yet. <laughs> Your face is watering. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Your face is leaking. <laughs> 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 Fix it. <laughs> Plug it up. Um, hmm. I mean, hmm. when it says you must nourish a man's self-esteem, I think that's like we said earlier. Everyone needs a little bit of a cheerleader. In their yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's spot on. But yeah, I think equal is good. I don't see why that's bad in this right? situation. Tell the doctors. Yeah, I think it's this maybe is more than one doctor. Well, actually, one's only a one doctor. has the PhD. Yeah, oh. uh, a sham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, maybe it's more being like, if you're sitting there thinking about or worrying about being equal to the person, you're not truly just being yourself and feeling feelings. It's almost like if you're worried about being equal, you're masking feelings sometimes. Mm. Maybe that's what yeah. it's trying to say. I. I th- that I'd agree with that sense. sometimes. Yeah. Like there's uh something in us of the athletes and you played sports, right? Yeah. There's this there's this thing of never let them see you sweat. Yeah. And I swam so it was easy. Don't react too much emotionally is also a very big sports thing. Oh yeah. That I think that is it's it's like too ingrained in me that it's almost like, yeah, what, it's taken me I don't know, almost ten years of not really playing competitive sports to right. finally hit the point where I'm like, Hey, you don't have to be tough all the time and hide your emotions the mm-hmm. way that your emotions screw up your game it's like this isn't this isn't a game this is you just being a human like yeah it's okay for you to be uh, vulnerable sometimes yeah i think too it can be a little bit of like understanding how to process your emotions because when you spend what like the majority of our lives with how long we were all athletes yeah. of just box it Ooh. up put it away and like don't let it out right now yeah like right. you said don't let them see see a sweat it's like okay if once you get out of that lifestyle it's Mm. okay how do you actually handle these things because you're still going to have things that are emotionally charging but sometimes on a much larger scale than a won or lost game right right i'm very much the opposite 
in that uh, my walls are down from the beginning. Uh, so everyone knows what's going on with me. Okay. I would say, or at least she, in a relationship they do, I don't have a wall at, at all. And and uh, if it's uh, not going to work, then it doesn't. Have you had times where it was like a deal breaker? Like it was too much too fast? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, but they never went far enough to develop. Okay. So it's just like, mm. okay, on to the next. Okay. I mean, honestly, that's that's something like I admire in a lot of people. Is like, you know, especially someone that's like, man, you watch them like fully just love. They just fully put it out there with whoever they're with. And then mm-hmm. it's like, basically you watch them get their heart broken sometimes. And then yeah. like to watch them, you know, no matter how quickly they go back out there, there's something in me being like, damn, walls are fully down again. Like, I usually put them in my psychopath bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can feel one way or the other. There's, I, I'm, I just mean, personally, I think uh, there's times I feel kind of almost a jealousness where I'm like, like right now, I'm like, I'm still feeling hurt from the breakup Yeah, mm-hmm. that I could be out or vibing or flirting with someone, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm not letting you in like I just did. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, I need a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure. Like I don't, I don't know if I would go, you know, date one fully walls down, like Steve over here, <laughs> Mr. Champion. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, um, uh, it, it. The only thing is, you got to ma- be careful about the, the amount of time in between. So, like you're saying, you can't do, you can't go from one to the other. It, it, it has consequences, and it can be too fast. But, um, I think it's beneficial to have the walls down so it's like uh hey mine's down why don't you feel free to bring yours because i have no body armor on so maybe you don't have to put yours on either kind of thing okay true this is a safe space kind of thing but i think that's kind of the advantage to being quote the man probably is if you're doing it and you're kind of the one that's not supposed to do it then it indirectly makes it okay that i do Mm. yeah probably it's yeah. almost maybe in the sense of like uh, we say it's kind of okay for women to cry, and if a girl uh, cried in front of you a few times, then the one time you cried, you would probably feel like you'd be judged less as if, yes, instead of if you cried for first. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of that game I think going on. I th- yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. That's just how I feel. No, I think that's a really good point because like, w- so say roles had been reversed and Caitlin came in, just immediately totally walls down Mm -hmm. would that be intimidating for you of just like oh that's a lot maybe maybe but Mm -hmm. uh i'm not saying it's not scary but like are we talking like hey here's everything that i want in a relationship walls down or this is who i am completely walls down um i think in her sense it would be yeah that toughness the guy i assume because if Caitlin's kind of similar to me, I assume, yeah. I don't know if she's ever cried in front of you, but I assume it did not happen early, if she did. No, and and one time she hit it, but I knew she was hiding it. Right, but you felt that, like, she's not going to let me see this right now. Yeah, and, it, and uh, you know, it's none of my, in that point, I'm like, none of my business, When, but if you want to share it with me, then I'm all there for you, but you can't. You can't go. F- I'm gonna go. F- I'm gonna find you. You know, like <laughs> when they're they're going to have their sad moment. Well, this now <laughs> makes me think about like how so many times women to men will be like, "What are you feeling? Like, tell me how you feel." And it's almost like they're pushing them to open up on some level. Yeah. And that's often why they almost don't. 
Yeah. Is yeah. it's like you what you just said is like they will on their own terms. That's literally what Colm said in this thing, right? People yeah. are just like, if you just make him a nice meal and let him sit quietly and eat it for a minute, he'll eventually get to his feelings. <laughs> That's <laughs> so true, though. <laughs> like, he's like, we'll open up. We will. Yeah. And maybe just isn't as... Or I, any person will open up when they open up. That's just who I am as a as a person. True, I mean, yeah. look, look at my, my stand-up or my podcast is about everything that my, that my uh, problems are. Yeah. Okay. I li- I I'm very open to what my situation is. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just easier for me. I don't judge anyone for not doing it, but I'm always going to do it. So you're going to get to know me. You're going to get to know me. That's also a lot of self confidence. Yeah. Because I think part of this opening up, as we're referring to, is I think partly like the directly the you know crying fear or whatever the fear is. Mm-hmm. There's you know like me, it's opening up about herpes. Mm-hmm. Molly, it's family baggage. Yeah. Uh, not that, you know, it's all baggage. Uh, but there's something to like, when I'm about to open up about this, you also are kind of putting yourself in a place to be rejected. Yes, and of course. And that's kind of mainly the fear. Yeah. Like it's the kind of the fear of like, if I cry and I get upset about something or show this vulnerable thing and then they just leave. Mm. And I think that's always yeah the thing in the back of your mind that's stopping you from being that open. But it, like with yours, you're like, man, if you're kind of going open sooner rather than later you're basically like well i'm gonna find out is this person really here for me here's a question yeah do you think that you're able to go into relationships with that mentality because you're someone who has historically had relationships and longer ones whereas the two of us kind of just get our faces beaten in (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i my Uh, damn yeah that's I was a uh, someone that got their face beaten in until my last relationship. That was okay. my first long relationship. So this is my okay. second long-term relationship. Whereas before, it was just a... You know that, like, they say there's a, a point where someone gets into this business they had to have something that was a breaking point or something that yeah, mess, yeah, yeah. messed mm-hmm. them up. It wasn't my childhood. It was probably all the rejections in high school. <laughs> I felt that. Yeah. It was a nightmare, so bad, and I still, I think I still tried. I used to do this thing where I was trying to get a know a girl, like if I was interested in her, I would do this thing where I would just ask them questions. I'm like, hey, do you want to just ask each other questions? That's fun. Yeah. So it would, and I would say, you ask me anything you want, and I will answer it, and then I would ask them questions, but mine would always be, uh one notch under uh as theirs so they could ask me a deep question like what bubble i don't know i can't think of a thing but mm-hmm. and then i would always go a little bit lighter so they didn't have to open up as fast as i was willing to do it oh okay yeah that's an interesting strategy yeah, yeah. i kind of like that all right well the one part of the chapter i do agree with to wrap this up is it says women have to be patient and the only way they can do that is to be anchored in their own self-love. Mm. Getting a man requires an enormous amount of patience. I often, send, I often say good men are like whales. <laughs> if they're lying on the beach, they're probably sick. <laughs> <laughs> a good man is hard to capture, and you can't do anything to capture him. He has to capture you with his own energy. Okay, that last part I don't necessarily agree with, but... I agree with the sick I whale. I agree with self-love. You need self-love 
And if someone's easy to get, maybe there's a reason. <laughs> They're sick. <laughs> That's great. But mainly the self-love is the part I wanted to emphasize. I love yeah. that. And it requires patience to find true love for anybody. Man, woman, woman going after woman, man going after man. I love that a lot. So That's really great. But I agree with that self-love. And I think uh, often when you get knocked down in life, whether it's career-wise, as we talked about, or relationship-wise of having a breakup, it's hard. It takes time to get that self-love back. Yeah, you have to truly feel like you are confident and ready and secure enough to then literally basically put yourself out there to another person, maybe in the way that you just did. Right. Yeah. Woof. Ain't that the truth? Love yourself. <laughs> Love yourself, ladies. And guys. Yeah. And guys. Yeah. And the men to listen to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying that because I don't love myself yet. No, you do. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're so, succeeding. Again, real quick, Steve Rogers. I know we got deep on this pod, but he is. We, I mean, obviously you were funny, but you're very, very funny. Oh, I've worked with Steve you. a bunch of times. So if you're yeah. in New York and you're looking for a good show to go to, headlining Caroline's on Broadway, March 25th, promo code... 24th. Sorry, damn it. 24th. I'm redoing that. Steven will be headlining Caroline's on Broadway, March 24th, promo code... Rogers. Rogers for... R-O-G-E-R-S. And follow Steve at not Steve Rogers. We'll put that in the description. Mm-hmm. There's a link there. I'm at Sparica. And I'm at the guacamole. And at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. Send us your questions. Send us tweet submissions. Anything you want uh, us to share or suggestions for the pod. And panic attacking podcasts. Especially if you're someone that deals with anxiety, you'll find it very, very yes. helpful to watch Steve go through therapy. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, we love you. And this has been... The Kitty Titties. See you next week. <laughs>